Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey, She Did Her Way listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you guys are ready for episode 63 on the show today. We have Julie Bombasino, who is the founder of Real Foods Blend. And a little history on Julie is she had to place her son under a feeding tube at just six months old. And he went through eight different formulas and wouldn't eat anything that was fed to him. And after doing some research on the web, Julie began to blend every single piece of food that went into her son's body and until it was too much work and had too many challenges. And she believed there was a more practical way to feed her son healthy blended food. And she knew she was the one going to figure it out. And she did. What's cool about the story that you'll find with Julie is that she really took an opportunity of something that caused pain and something that was a need. And she found a solution in it and with it. And you hear a lot about a myriad of things in this interview. You hear about her light bulb moment with Real Foods Blends, how she knew there was a growing interest in the tube feeding community and how she got the funds to put her product into market. And so really looking at this is that you could do this with any business or idea that you have or a problem you want to solve or a pain that you have in your life. And it's an incredibly inspiring story as well. So stay tuned for Blended Business Boss Lady with Julie Bombasino. All right, Julie, well, welcome to She Did It Her Way, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about who Julie is and what's going on in her world. Yeah, well, I am, uh, I guess the reason that we're talking is because I'm the founder <laughs> and CEO of Real Food Blends, and so uh, what's happening in my world is, is everything feeding tubes, <laughs> which is not where I thought my life would be five years ago. Um, I didn't even know what a feeding tube was, but uh, about four and a half years ago, uh, my son was born, and f- when he was six months old, he was placed onto a feeding tube because he has epilepsy and was aspirating seizures. And so, you know, I'll get into the whole story, I'm assuming here, but um, one thing led to another. And now, you know, four years later, we, um, Real Food Blends makes 100% real food meals for people that are on feeding tubes. So it's just pureed food that goes through a feeding tube instead of um, in your mouth. <laughs> um, and, and that's really the the short answer. Uh, you know, the bigger answer, I'm sure we'll get into more here. But um, it's, you know, a much bigger market than I ever envisioned. It's uh, helping people more than I ever envisioned. And it's been very rewarding. Um, challenging, obviously, but very rewarding as well. And so how did you, I mean, especially if people are, don't come in contact with blended food, I mean, and Uh and from a naive perspective, to me, it sounds easy, but if it's never been done before and you've created this, then it obviously isn't that easy. So I would love for you to share the, you know, you said AJ was born and then what was, what was that journey like? And then how did real food blends come about? He was placed onto the feeding tube when he was six months old. And then from the age of six months till about a year, we were um, pumping him full of different types of formulas, trying to get weight onto him, trying to get him, um, you know, just growing. And, you know, unfortunately he just did not tolerate, you know, pretty much any of the formulas that we gave him. And we did everything. He went through eight different formulas during that time. He went through a slew of 
allergy testing, which was all negative. Um, and then, you know, we actually got to the point where one of his doctors told us to just feed him 23 hours a day really slowly connected to the pump, um, which was kind of my, you know, that's, that's the straw that broke my back saying, what the heck are we going to do? Like, we can't feed this kid 23 hours a day. Um, and so that's where I turned online. I always say I turned to Dr. Google, you know, what you're not supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> And found a group of people who were blending up real food at home, you know, in their Vitamix or in their Blendtec blender. Uh, so you need a really high power blender to do it at home. And then, you know, feeding that to their tube-fed loved one, having really amazing results. So, you know, looking back now, it seems like such common sense to me. Like, my gosh, you know, what would I put into my body if I didn't worry about taste? Um, you know, I would put things like kale and quinoa and carrots and chicken. <laughs> um, you know, I worry about taste though. So every now and again, a donut gets by. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but you know, if you didn't worry about that, what would you put into your body? And I, you know, I was looking at what was in the cans of formula eventually, um, you know, that was prescribed by doctors and they're not inherently bad by any means or evil. They're just not things that, um, you can find in your kitchen. You know, they really are um, mostly synthetic ingredients, um, which, yes, you can live off of. But, um, you know, I guess I would challenge anybody to really, truly thrive, you know, just taking that in. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I found this group online. I started doing it for AJ. AJ did fantastic. I mean, I remember looking back now, I can, you know, giving him 10 mLs of applesauce into his tube and just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> you know, that's like a bite of applesauce basically, but he kept it down and it was amazing. And, and that was really my first entree. And so, um, you know, very quickly I had him on a hundred percent real food. Uh, but then I very quickly realized how much work that was. I mean, imagine making every single morsel of food that goes into somebody's body. Um, How long did you do that then for AJ? Well, you know, up until Real Food Blends came to market, which was two years ago. So, you know, for the better part of two years, I was blending every single piece of food that went into his body. Um, and, and it's not just the blending, it's the shopping, it's the cooking, it's the prepping, it's the storing, um, you know, which is somewhat doable. But then when you start talking about having other kids and having a house and having a job and then... Um, um, you know, if you start talking about leaving the house for anything, that's when things get difficult, you know, how to store the food and keep it safe and keep it cold and then heat it up. And, you know, there's a lot of logistical challenges. You know, I will always say, even with, um, you know, real food blends as, as my company now that fresh is best, you know, fresh is always best. And so if a family can blend for their tube fed loved one, I think that's fantastic. Um, but you know, real food blends is there for those times when they can't. And, and the fact is that, to have um, a lot of needs uh, and, and, you know, cooking and blending and shopping and all of that, it, you know, can sometimes not be um, feasible. So that's where, you know, Real Food Blends comes in and allows those folks to, to have access to real food that they may not have normally. Mm -hmm. So, and then this is just another follow-up question to that is <laughs> when you would have to blend all of AJ's food and would, was the preparation different Aside from the blending aspect of it, when you would have to prepare it versus if you were to prepare it for yourself, was the only difference yeah. the blending then or was it like other things that you had to watch out for? Well, to a certain extent, you know, luckily, again, he had no allergies, so he, he does get a lot of, and he did get a lot of what we eat, but just healthier versions, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and I would oftentimes, you know, blend in advance for him, so make big batches and freeze parts of it so that I didn't have to blend every single day, or in case I was, you know, somewhere else, and or in case we needed to run to the hospital for some reason, so just to have kind of that backup stash, so he, he's always gotten a lot of what we eat, but, you know, much healthier versions, so there is an, another, you know, 
added complexity of, of you know, giving him what we eat, but healthier, and then also, um, you know, enough, making sure that it's available and, and readily available for him. Mm-hmm. And so when you did that for two years and then food, real food blends came about, walk us through the first spark of an idea that you had and you thought, oh my gosh, there's yeah. potential that I can turn this because I want to know what it was for you in that instance. Cause I And then what does that thought process look like? Amanda? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like we cut out or something. I lost I, into that. I felt like we did too. Okay. okay. I'll repeat the question. <laughs> yeah, um, it's that darn winter. Uh, <laughs> so for you, when you started Real Food Blend and you had that idea, walk us through that that time when you had the idea and then you actually started putting it in motion and realizing that there was an actual market and need for this. Yeah. Well, the idea came to me pretty quickly after I started making all of this food because I realized (laughs) how much work it was. Um, But really the the big light bulb moment was when my husband and I took our kids to um, Walt Disney World in Florida. And, you know, we, I was in a tizzy over how I was going to feed him. Um, You know, it was really my daughter that wanted to go. She was into princesses at the time. And so we made an effort to go and I ended up, you know, I went looking for something like real food blends, couldn't find anything. And so I ended up taking, um, I always say, nobody wants to be on a flight to Orlando from Chicago anyway, because it's full of kids and crazy kids, um, my kids included. And so, you know, we had a double stroller, two car seats and a Vitamix blender um, in our carry-on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just so, and you know, we had to switch from a hotel to like a condominium that had a, t- a kitchen so that we could, you know, make food for him. I had to shop and do all that stuff. And so that was the true light bulb moment that, my gosh, if there was just something prepackaged that was just real food and I could feed him for a week and, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about this. Um, so my husband was really the one that encouraged me to kind of run with the idea. Um, and so, we, you know, I spent two years in, in R&D basically before we got to market. And so that's really the two years where I was blending for AJ. But um, from there, you know, from the idea stage, I put pen to paper. I always say I put my MBA hat back on that I had uh, retired for a few years to be a mom. <laughs> Um, and started digging into this. You know, I knew from kind of my all my online groups of feeding tube moms and people on feeding tubes that there was um, a growing demand for this, um, a growing interest in real food uh, for feeding tubes. You know, obviously, I think that we all as oral eaters see the real food movement happening, um, but it's spilling over into the tube feeding community as well. And so I saw, you know, anecdotally the the response um, that people were getting from making their own food and the work involved and kind of the headaches. Uh, but then, you know, putting pen to paper and really researching, I saw that this was a four and a half billion dollar market in 2014, um, just in the United States, which, wow. you know, basically that just rocked my world. I'm like, how could it possibly be that big? Um, I was shocked by that. And, and, and it is, it's, it's a very big market because really there's not many other options. You know, once you have a feeding tube, you're not rolling through the drive-thru at McDonald's <laughs> or, um, you know, even going to the salad bar at Whole Foods, you're kind of stuck with formula for the most part, at, at least at that point in time. So, um, 
you know, I saw anecdotally the, the need and then, you know, realized how large this market was. Um, and, and from there, you know, I put a business plan together and kind of um, went pounding the pavement a little bit um, to figure out, you know, A, could this be done? Uh, so the shelf stability was key. You know, if we were trying to ship refrigerator product, it just wouldn't work. You know, the, the, the financial part of it would completely fall apart. And so shelf stability was key. And so there was an element of, of you know, reaching out to some food some contract manufacturers and how would this be done and could this be done and uh, I was pretty confident that it could be done uh, because it was almost being done in baby food but just you know not quite to what we needed um, and so you know I found out you know relatively quickly in kind of all my research and talking to food scientists that yes it could be done here's the folks that could do it for you um, and from that point you know with the business plan all together I um, you know went pounding on a few friendly doors to to raise some money to get the get the business off the ground because this wasn't something that you know could just be done in my house or in a commercial kitchen because of the shelf stability. Um, so <laughs> wow, yeah. So that led me into fundraising, which is a whole nother you know side of the business. Um, but you know, luckily, uh, my husband mostly, but myself as well, had some connections into the Chicago um, investing world that you know gave us some um, the initial funds to get off the ground. Um, and so we did that and we actually ended up doing a crowdfunding campaign as well in the summer of 2013, um, kind of announcing that we were coming, you know, it, it, the crowdfunding wasn't necessarily to, um, to, you know, launch the product you know, we were already going to be coming to market. It was more of an awareness and a kind of a marketing tool that we wanted to see who was really going to be interested in this. Um, and we reached our goal there and, and that was really successful. Um, and so after that, you know, we went into production and it's kind of been a world win ever since, oh <laughs> but all of that part, I mean, that took almost the better part of two years from, you know, from conception, you know, the idea, you know, us being on the plane to Orlando to, um, actually delivering meals to people. What were one or two hurdles that you can recall, uh, one or two hurdles that you can recall from the whole process before it actually was, you could touch it in your hands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the, sure there's more than two, but yeah, two that stick uh, out yeah. in your mind. I mean, the biggest one that's, that sticks out in my mind was finding that contract manufacturer that was willing to do this. Um, you know, these are big giant factories that they don't want to turn the lights on for any less than a million units. <laughs> um, you know, so I had, you know, I, I had one guy, I think he was like in Kansas, tell me that, um, you know, everybody thinks they have the best barbecue sauce if, they, if I can just run them a thousand units. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, okay, that puts it in perspective. Um, you know, so it was it was really a matter of convincing, you know, these contract manufacturers, like, look, this is a real business. We've got some real investors behind this. We've got real money. Um, you know, we just need somebody to kind of take a flyer on us uh, to get us started. You know, we wanted to do kind of a proof of concept with our first runs. You know, we don't want to run a million units. And so um, that was truly the biggest challenge. And, you know, looking back, it's kind of funny. I ended up, we ended up going with, and, and we're still with, um, the the contract manufacturer that was the first one I ever talked to. Oh my god! <laughs> like, wow, that would have saved me a lot of time had I known that we were going to go with them. But you know, I had to do the due diligence. So, um, but that truly was the hardest part. And I think that's, um, you know, most food companies can kind of start a little bit smaller, you know, with a commercial kitchen or or even in their own kitchen, and and you know, with the good safety and all of that. But um, obviously, with the shelf stability and then storing the population that we service, you know, that could be a new compromise. We didn't. You know, we couldn't 
um, just wing it. Right. <laughs> so that was the biggest challenge by far. And so when people purchase the real food blends, I see, I mean, you can visit your, if you guys are listening, you can visit the website and see it, but what is it? Is it a packet? And then I know like quinoa, kale and hemp. Yeah. Yeah. So we currently have three meals and it is a packet. Like it's a pouch, like a larger baby food pouch. So baby food pouch is about four ounces. Ours are um, nine and a half ounces by weight. And so, yeah, people come to our website, you know, they hear about us through kind of a bunch of different ways. Um, you know, luckily we've had such a grassroots um, movement. I'm just, you know, eternally grateful to all of our customers and supporters, you know, on, on the internet basically that have, told others about this, um, but also through their dietitians. Now, you know, we've made a concerted effort over the last two years to really get in touch with dietitians because they're the influencers um, for people who are on feeding tubes, you know, what, what they're going to put into it. So they hear about it that way. They go to the website. Usually they'll buy some, you know, amount of food there and we ship that to them. Um, and then, you know, they can try it out in their own home and then see if they like it and see how it works. And, and from there, most of our customers then pursue insurance coverage because insurance can pay for this. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's That's interesting. Fantastic. Yeah. How is yeah, that I mean, working with getting, well, it it's, hard? it's, yeah, I mean, it's been a challenge. I mean, anytime you're working with insurance companies in general, it's a challenge, but you know, there's a whole network of these home healthcare companies that are already in place and they hold the contracts to bill insurers. And so, um, you know, we've been working with them, you know, the coding was put into place very early on. And, and some people are really surprised to hear that, that insurance pays for this, but you know, most insurance plans will pay for whatever nutrition you need via feeding tube. Um, you know, if somebody was taking this orally, they would not pay for that, but, but because because it's a, a feeding tube, it is considered more of a medical need, obviously. So that's why insurance comes in. It's not because it's a food, you know. Um, I always tease. I'm like, I wish my insurance would pay for it, my grocery bill, <laughs> if I was, uh, yeah. you know, giving it to AJ. <laughs> um, but it's just different, obviously, when it comes to a feeding tube. And so, um, so that's where most of our customers go. Then, you know, they they buy from us. You know, there's some subset that that just buy from us directly, um, but the majority, you know, end up pursuing insurance coverage, and and most are successful. We do help them, you know, secure that if it, if it becomes an issue, and sometimes it's a super easy process, and sometimes it's a little more complicated, but, um, you know, we help, and, and, and that's obviously been a, a huge boon to our business. Yeah, and with you, you guys getting the business off the ground, have you noticed any sort of, anything surprising, and then any sort of any trends that you've noticed with purchasing? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into too many specifics, but I think the most surprising thing has just been how quickly it's caught on. Um, you know, our gut, you know, we were a family that, you know, I would have used a heck of a lot of this <laughs> had it just existed when I needed it. It would have been a lot easier than making a company. Um, but, you know, we, I trusted my gut and I trusted that, you know, the market numbers were real. And I saw these people on these, uh, mostly in Facebook groups, you know, because you connect online. I mean, if you had a medical issue, um, you would go online and research it and try to talk to other people with that issue. You know, feeding, having a feeding tube, it's not like you can just walk into your local Starbucks and you know, kind of do a shout out. Hey, anybody have a feeding tube here? Do you want to talk? <laughs> you really have to connect online. And so that's where, um, you know, my background and my husband's background in internet marketing really came into play was, was, you know, um, to help the business grow and kind of fuel that grassroots. Um, but that's, you know, the surprising parts, I mean, there's been a whole bunch, <laughs> but really I think the biggest one has been how, how quickly it caught on. Um, you know, we exceeded our growth expectations for last year and, and this year seems, um, to not be slowing down. <laughs> so wow. that's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a fantastic thing. Have you, and so you guys just sell online. Are you guys in any physical locations yet? No, so we do sell online, but that's actually, you know, a smaller portion of our business than what goes at wholesale, either to home health care companies or to medical distributors. Um, that's the bulk of our business. Um, and one kind of fuels the other, you know, the online fuels that. But my goal has never been to be in retail. Um, this isn't really something that you're going to walk into your regular grocery store and think that you're going to find. Um, just like you can't walk into your, you know, local CVS, for instance, your drugstore and find tube feeding formula. Um, you can find oral sup, you know, formula for oral supplementation. So like the, you know, the chocolate flavored shakes and things like that, that we, you know, recommend grandma takes if she's getting kind of frail. Uh, but that's not tube feeding formula because there's just not enough of a concentration of any, of tube feeding people or tube fed people in any one area to necessitate shelf space. So it's kind of one of the beauties of the company is that we don't have to fight over that shelf space um, to catch people's eyes. So, um, you know, I'll never say never, but it's really not on our gold list or on our, you know, short term list is to be in retail. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, to go, kind of circle back with what you said before, uh, talk a little bit about the fundraising. So when you first got it off the ground, what was it like securing capital and getting people on board? Anything that you would have done differently? And what do you plan to do moving forward if it's something you can share with the listeners? Yeah, I mean, we won't get into too much moving forward. You know, moving forward, we're just going to grow the company. Yeah. <laughs> just keep selling products. Sell more product. Uh, no, we're kind of, you know, we've got a lot of plans to come out with more meal options. And, you know, we get a ton of feedback from our customers, which is fantastic. You know, having that direct relationship with them is um, just absolutely invaluable. You know, they tell us what they think and ask for other options. And so that's great. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it's a big market. It's also a growing market. Um, which, you know, on one hand, people might think that's, that's a bad thing, but it's, it's actually a good thing. It means that, you know, medical advances are keeping people alive a lot longer than they were previously. Um, but they're just needing, you know, feeding tubes. So, you know, kids like my son who may have died without a feeding tube. Um, but then also think about diseases like, um, ALS, um, and multiple sclerosis and cerebral palsy, you know, medical advances are keeping folks alive a lot longer, but they need feeding tubes. And so they need more, you know, the the market in general is growing. So that's really, you know, where our eyes are. Um, so, but you know, the, uh, off to, uh, back to raising money. Um, you know, it was an interesting process. <laughs> were you ever scared or nervous? I mean, I feel like if I were to go and put that out there, I'd, I mean, it takes a lot to get me afraid or like have fear, yeah. but man, give massive kudos. Yeah. You know, it was, um, you know, I think that when you've seen your kid be in a hospital bed and not responsive and being in a coma and, you know, unfortunately my son's been in a seizure for 45 minutes and I've had to sit by and watch that. I mean, that's scary. Um, you know, things to do with business, eh. (laughs) you know, you kind of get perspective on, on what truly is scary and what truly matters. Um, and you know, that's one of the other things, the business is that we get that perspective often, um, that, that, you know, we have customers that pass away often. And, you know, that's, that's perspective. Everything else is, yes, it can be nerve wracking and it can be exhilarating um, and scary. But, um, you know, I think our, our special needs parents are pretty, pretty tough <laughs> and yeah. resilient. And, and our, our perspective has changed very quick, very much. Um, so, you know, yes, I mean, looking back and seeing what, what I did and, and my husband was along the way and, and helped, you know, as well. Um, luckily, I had his support and um, his direct involvement for the last two years that, you know, 
yes, it's scary, but it also, um, it's our, it's our life dream. You know, this is our mission. This is kind of where we find perspective with what we're going through with our son is that, um, my gosh, we're helping people, you know, we've been helping tens of thousands of people that, um, you know, kind of open their eyes to this, this is actually possible. And, and, you know, if we can give somebody some real food and, you know, even if it doesn't make them feel better physically, which it usually does, if it makes them feel better mentally mm-hmm. <laughs> or the caregiver, you know, I'll take that as a win all day long. Um, that's awesome. Well, I can't, I'm, I love it because you've done, you've taken something that you've done and you've noticed this problem, you've noticed this issue and need, and you've just created the solution for it with it. But any, what I want to know too, as we're wrapping up here, what sort of books or inspiration or resources do you look to when it comes to business and entrepreneurship? You know, I am lucky. Our investors are some really, really inspirational people. Um, they've sold companies to Yahoo and, you know, just just have been great entrepreneurs for the most part. We also have some doctors on there and, you know, our roster is pretty amazing. So I've got some, you know, real life examples <laughs> um, and, and real life people that I can turn to, not just books. Um, you know, I, I should say like, what is this thing that you speak of books? <laughs> I have time for that. Is this a concept? No, I, I listen to books on tape, actually. Um, that's kind of sometimes when I'm doing my workouts, when I get into things. But, you know, there wasn't one. Um, you know, I think that every woman that's in business should read um, Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in the thick of, of the business at that point when it came out. But it was a nice little um, girl power <laughs> Thing that you know, it's funny because I don't sit around thinking like, "Oh, I'm a woman entrepreneur." You know, I don't identify like that. But you know, it's it's sometimes nice to to lean back and think about that. You know, okay, I, I'm a, I am a woman entrepreneur. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, you know, but again, I uh, there's nothing off the top of my head because you know, being being a parent, running a business, um, being a wife, having a home. <laughs> Um, does not leave, and then obviously being a special needs parent does not leave a ton of time for reading. Although I do enjoy a good chiclet book occasionally, just to get my mind out of everything, and my book club keeps me sane with that. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and I I think that's I think that's super important too. Is there any uh, book that you would recommend to sometimes? get out of our own heads that you're out of yes completely out of the business world we my book club um we just read um oh geez all the stars in the heaven or all the heaven and the stars something like that all the stars in the heaven which is the it's an historical fiction account of the um uh the I don't know love affair between Loretta Young and Clark Gable back in the 1930s. Scandalous. <laughs> they had a love child, and I mean, it's totally like you know, it's like TMZ, but back in the 1930s, and just you know, it's totally Hollywood gossip. But um, you know, every now and again, just that book that has nothing to do with with business or medical or financial, you know, is, is, you know, a nice escape. Um, and I, it makes me appreciate, you know, why I used to love reading so much when I'm able to read a book like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Julie, anything else you want to share with our listeners about, it, it can be about anything. No, I think, um, you know, most of your listeners are, are, you know, entrepreneurs are trying to be an entrepreneur, have an idea. And, you know, I always say my, whenever anybody asks me this question, like, how did you do it? Or, or what did you think? Or what do you regret? And, and I just always say, trust your gut. You know, my gut told me all along. Had I trusted my gut, we would have moved a lot quicker. <laughs> 
know, there were times where I was, you know, unsure of myself or what was, you know, what we were doing. Um, but, you know, I just kept going back to that, like that I would buy this, that I know people would buy this, that there's a huge need for it. The market is there. And I just kept going back to that. And, um, you know, don't second guess yourself when it comes to that. Obviously, do your homework, <laughs> you know, make sure it really is a real market, not just something that you like. But, um, you know, I think obviously as women, I think that we, we do tend to second guess ourselves and maybe not trust our gut so much. And um, I know I was guilty of that. And, and I could have moved a little bit faster had, a, had I been a little more um, or less cautious, I should say. But hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, but great, great advice on that and trusting your gut. Well, gut, excuse me, Julie. Thank you so much for your time and your energy today. I I know our listeners and myself, we sincerely appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out She Did It Her Way podcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week. Looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.